0: Chapter 8 You really ought to know about Tiko Taki, for when he closed his eyes, he heard music. He wouldn't have been able to describe it to you if you had asked him about it, and he would have been smart enough not to tell you about it if he could. He was just a boy, you see. A boy who had listened to a lie, and learned about a myth, and was now trapped in a super top-secret government base, all in search of music.
1: Okay, I'm going to have to trust that you're not from the government, because I think the government is coming to get you right now.
0: In a decision of wild compassion and trust, this new ally hit his wrench against a lever on the wall that controlled the pulley system that held Silverbell and Louie in the clutches of the net high above. Suddenly, the whole contraption released, and the two went plummeting to the hard floor. Louie screamed, Silverbell groaned, and they both hit the ground with a thud.
1: This way. I know where we can hide.
0: In a smooth motion, the boy with the crooked glasses and the crooked smile grabbed Silverbell and Louie by their hands, flung them to their feet, And in an instant, the duo was now a trio, running down the long, white corridor. So, this is the birthplace of music, huh? Silverbell asked, as they turned through an archway into another corridor that led to an archway in another hallway that led to a staircase that led to another floor. All of it white. All of it pristine.
1: And an active government base?
0: Louis added for terrifying effect. Yes! The boy confirmed, answering both questions at once. Okay, but what
2: are you doing in this active government base that's also the birthplace of music that's called De Capo?
0: In the background, Silverbell could hear the sound of sirens growing closer to the white building, though the trio was rising up and away from the looming noise. Don't you know that music is a myth and myths are lies and lying is bad? She reminded him of the old phrase. And illegal on top of it all.
1: I could ask you the same thing.
0: The boy gave an astute gaze around his shoulder to the two children following in his wake.
1: Looks like we're all criminals
0: here. More than you know. Silverbell smirked mischievously, suddenly feeling in good company. This way. He led them over to an arched window with no glass but a grand view of the approaching government green vehicle. A rounded monstrosity with a body like a boar and giant wheels like the trunks of trees, rumbling up to the building below.
1: We can watch them from here, but they won't see us. They never think to look up. They're not really very
0: smart.
2: Oh good. I love having enemies who aren't very smart.
0: Silverbell mused. Makes them easier to defeat. Crouched by the window with the two boys, Silverbell watched as two government officers, clad in signature ugly green jumpsuits, climbed out of the hatch at the top of the boar's body, shutting off the obnoxious siren as they did, allowing themselves to be easily eavesdropped upon by the three children above. Well, the nets have been triggered. This was a woman, perfectly displeased, like all government officials seem to be. Her companion grumbled and groaned as he stomped after her.
1: Nah, probably another break-in from Cove.
0: Silverbell and Louie locked eyes and suddenly grew more silent and still than they already were. Yet they both furrowed their brows as they then by chance thought the exact same thing in the exact same moment. Why would Cove have to break into a government base if he was a part of the government? Poor sad little man. The woman said in a way that made it clear she didn't really feel bad for him at all.
1: He really thinks music is real.
0: Laughed the man to the woman. What a fool! Laughed the woman to the man.
1: What does he think he's even gonna find here?
0: The mail guard scoffed.
2: Well, last time he was here, we caught him in the archives. The woman reported. Guess he's looking for other fools like himself. Yeah,
1: well, he'll be looking for a while. Thanks to the silencers, all the fools are dead.
0: Silencers? What a frightening word, that Silverbell suddenly felt like she may once have heard. But why she feared it, it was mysterious as music itself. So she ignored the shiver down her spine and listened on. Or missing. The woman added for good measure. Missing
1: might as well be dead.
0: The man scoffed back at her again. Yeah, probably. She conceded clearly not bothered by the fact that missing and dead are indeed quite different things. There was a slam of the heavy green hatch down below, as the government officers in their ugly green jumpsuits returned to their ugly green government bore and rumbled away, setting their siren on to rage hideously once again throughout the peaceful white city.
1: Told you they never look up?
0: There was a sigh of relief among the three as their strange savior stood up and shook out the nerves that seemed to have been folded into the wrinkles of his clothes.
1: We should be safe here for a while.
0: Oh, yeah? Silverbell eyed the boy skeptically, for she had learned recently that safety was quite a relative thing.
2: And what's a kid like you doing actively intruding on a super top secret government base? I could ask you the same thing.
0: The boy also seemed practiced in wariness, as he looked between Louie and Silverbell. And I'm going to now.
1: I'll tell you why I'm here if you tell me why
0: you are first. Silverbell paused, taking a long look at this boy she now knew to be called Tiko Taki. He was a strange sight, with his messy clothes and messy hair, and the messy aura about his whole being. But there was something about him that seemed strangely straightforward. And then there was the fact that he had just saved them from untold terrors. This act seemed to earn him at least a modicum of truth. Frankly, we have no idea. Silverbow shrugged in honest defeat. We came through a portal that we created with his flute,
2: and it popped us out here. A flute? He's a music
0: maker? Tico's pupils dilated three sizes behind his thick glasses as he looked upon Louis Berimbe with reverence. Silverbell! Louis whispered her name in terror.
2: What? He's helping us hide from the government. He's probably trustworthy.
0: Silverbell was frankly so tired of making enemies that she was rather desperate to make a new friend.
2: And if he's so concerned about us being from the government, doesn't it stand to reason that he
0: isn't from the government?
1: I'm not from the government!
0: he assured them, seemingly incensed by the assumption that he might be. But please, are
1: you really a music maker?
0: There was a hope in his eyes that Silverbell knew too well. She had seen it staring back at her through Louis Berembe's big brown eyes, and once or twice seen it staring back at her through the mirror. Yeah, Silverbell confirmed. Louis, show me your flute. Louis stared at her nervously for a moment, but trusting Silverbell as much as he feared the world, he pulled his carrying case to the front of himself and pulled his precious flute into view. Shiny. Silverbell introduced the instrument with an underwhelming gesture of the hands.
1: That's a flute!
0: Tico stated, quite obviously and quite stoically.
1: And you're a music maker!
0: He was so incredibly still, and his jaw had dropped so incredibly far that Silverbell feared a bird would begin nesting in his mouth at any moment.
2: And so am I! I've got a violin, though,
0: not a flute. Silverbell slung her backpack off her shoulder and opened up the flap, gently bringing her violin into the light of day, and presented it to her new fan. But I'm going to be honest with you, neither of us is very good, Silverbell told him bluntly. So don't get too excited. But they're real! You're real! Tico slapped his hand over his own mouth as if it was needed to stop his screams. You're real-life music makers! The awe in his voice slipped out through the holes between his fingers. Yeah. Silverbell confirmed. So, that's who we are. Who are you?
1: Oh, me? I'm just Tiko, Tico Taki.
0: He reminded them as if they could so quickly forget.
1: I'm just a kid looking for the lost music makers.
0: Well, boo! Silverbell flashed him a wink and a smile. You found us.
1: Yes, I did!
0: I did! His smile was so wide and his eyes were sparkling so bright that it made his pupils fuzzy like his hair. And in a burst, the fuzziness escaped from his heart and exploded into a hug that engulfed Louis and Silver Bell both.
1: Happy to oblige.
0: Louis hugged him back with a readiness that was almost sad. Oh, just look at them! Tico released them only so he might fawn upon the instruments with giddy delight. The
1: violin! The violin! Four pegs, four strings, oh, and one fine tuner, and a bridge! Of course a bridge, you can't forget the bridge!
0: Tico's darting eyes then changed focus to Louie's instrument.
2: And the flute! Footplate, gizmo key, lip plate, crown, it's all here! Wow, you really know your stuff. Silverbow
0: was impressed. Wait a minute,
2: how do you know your stuff?
0: She suddenly realized by all accounts he should not, in fact, know his stuff.
2: I've never met anyone who dared talk about music, much less knew stuff about it.
0: Yeah, well, other people are dumb, Tico said with a discontent groan.
2: People are dumb!
0: Silverbell couldn't help but fervently agree.
1: Just because the truth is illegal doesn't mean it's not out there, he told them. In fact, it's here on this secret base. The most classified, secret, hidden, and probably accurate information about the music makers. Classified, secret, hidden, and probably accurate information about the music makers?
0: Louis inquired with timid interest. Yeah! Tico Taki said obviously.
1: Isn't that why you're here at the birthplace of music on this secret government base where they keep all the secret information about music makers in the secret government archive?
0: With every ounce of information the knowledgeable boy dropped, the more ignorant Silverbell and Louis felt.
1: Is that why we're here?
0: Louis asked, looking between Tico and Silverbell.
1: Wow! You weren't kidding when you said you didn't know what you were doing
0: here! Tico suddenly looked quite concerned for them. We know what we're doing here.
2: We're looking for the music makers,
0: Silverbell defended herself.
2: We just don't know why we're here, of all places, looking for them.
0: Portals are kind of random like that, Louie explained bashfully. Portals aren't random. Again, Tico seemed to know more than them.
1: They aren't?
0: Louie asked, utterly out of the loop. Yeah, they are, Silverbell assured Tico, positively sure she was right. Of course they're not! Tico was even surer of himself than Silverbell Smith, which was frankly irritating to the young girl.
1: You just have to play the right song to get to the right place.
0: Well, we only know one song. Silverbell told him proudly, though she quickly realized that ignorance probably wasn't something that one should be proud of. Ah,
1: well, there's your
0: problem. Tico shrugged in a way that made Silverbell Smith want to scream. Why don't you know all of this? Why don't we know all this? Silverbell was shocked at his audacity. Should she know all this? Why do you know all this? The girl demanded with aggravation. Well, it's like this, you see. Tico began his story. I don't have a lot of friends. Hey, we don't either. Louis was perhaps far too excited about this fact.
1: I spent a lot of time reading and not talking to my non-friends. And so I was in the rare book section of the library at my school. And there was this rare book called Rare Memories of the World. It must have been from a long time ago, because it had all sorts of rare pictures in it, like of carriages drawn by actual horses, wood-fire stoves, and newspapers, but it also had the whole page dedicated to... Now, wait for it.
0: He built suspense. Oh, we're waiting. Silverbell snapped her fingers and tapped her toes. A page
1: dedicated to musical instruments!
0: He whispered to them, as if it were a secret, for it was the greatest secret of their time.
1: Oh, but that's illegal.
0: Louis reminded them, as if they could so quickly forget. Good catch, Louis, Silverbell teased dryly. You're right! It is illegal, and I knew that if any
1: of the law-abiding librarians, or law-abiding teachers, or law-abiding students had seen it, they would have sent it to the government to be taken care of for being a myth.
0: At this fact, Tico Taki was absolutely distraught, putting the back of his hand to his head and falling helplessly against the nearest column.
1: Here's how I knew something was special about that book. Here's how I knew I had to stop
0: that book from being destroyed. He hopped up like an alley cat, heightening to the tips of his toes with excitement.
1: The Book of Rare Memories of the World was in the nonfiction section of the
0: Rare Book Room. He laid the news upon them like it was confetti, smiling and beaming with pride. And that's important because... Silverbell asked dryly, clearly not giving him the epic reaction he wanted, nor deserved.
1: Nonfiction. Meaning, not fiction. Meaning, not made up. Meaning,
2: real. Tico clarified.
1: That's when I knew music was real, and wasn't a myth, and was good.
2: Because of a book you found because you have no friends.
0: Silverbell recounted.
1: That's correct.
2: He confirmed.
1: And so, I found more books and papers and hidden messages all on my own. Articles in newspapers that people had forgotten to destroy. Hand drawings of instruments in the margins of school notebooks tucked away in the attic of the school that everyone had forgotten about. It's amazing what you can find if you just look in the trash. Good point.
0: Louis devoured this life skill. Is it? Silverbell then asked, dubious of the merits of trash digging.
1: But of course I couldn't tell anyone. They would never have understood. Everyone at my school was dumb and always followed the rules and hated reading. And also, they hated me because I liked reading.
0: Tico tacked on swiftly, though it was quite sad.
1: So I researched it alone, and I connected all the dots alone, and I found this place alone, and I waded through the marsh in rain boots on my own, and bypassed the government guard gate by pretending to be a bush slowly moved by the wind all on my own, and then I wandered the forest on my own, and finally, I found Decapo, Capo!
0: All on my own! This was the tale of Tico Taki, and of his merits, the young boy was justly proud.
2: So, what I'm gathering is, you're in this alone.
0: Silverbell summed up his saga.
1: Yeah, I'm alone.
0: Tico confirmed. Because I don't need them.
1: What about your parents? What do they think about your researching and trekking and defying the government at the risk of your life all on your own?
0: Louis asked fairly. Some people don't have parents, Louis, Silverbell reminded him quietly. Not ignoring the irony of the fact that they were both, at the moment, parentless.
1: I have parents.
0: Tico assured them.
1: But they think I'm at boarding school. Why do they think that? Asked Louis. Because I told them I was at boarding school.
0: Tico admitted.
1: And I was for a while, but I couldn't exactly explain to them that I had a hunch that music was real, and that I had a hunch that the music makers were out there in the world somewhere. And I especially couldn't explain that I had a hunch that in the city of Decapo, birthplace of music, now secret government base, I would find a clue as to where all the music makers went. So, I just didn't tell them anything. And I send them a letter every once in a while saying boarding school is great, and now I'm here where nobody thinks I'm weird.
0: Wait, you have a hunch as to where the music makers are? Silverbell interrupted him swiftly, for he was the type to ramble.
1: Yeah, I've got lots of hunches, Tico said. But hunches aren't worth nothing. It's information I need.
2: Classified, secret, hidden, and probably accurate information. Silverbell now recalled.
1: Classified, secret, hidden, and probably accurate information that can only be found on a secret government base.
0: Louis specified. Correct. Tico confirmed. Well, would you look at that. That's just the kind of thing we're looking for, too. And with that, Silverbell Smith smiled wickedly. So... She looked between her friends maniacally. Who's ready to rob a government base? Oh, me! Tico cheered with an excited raising of his hand.
1: Is this what having friends is like?
0: Yeah, Silverbell told him, not really knowing, but assuming this was right. It's just like this.